This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. New Zealand Bridge, sponsoring bridge from beginner to international, nationwide. Welcome to the Bridge Zone, you're at the table with Barry and Mariana. It is a sombre day today in the studio, but we are trying to keep upbeat because we know a favourite friend of New Zealand Bridge, Bridge Players and the Bridge Zone, passed away last Friday. Are you bearing up to the strain of it, Barry? It's a difficult time, isn't it? Yeah, look, Karen Martelletti would be one of the best people you'd meet anywhere, and... Yep. Just really sad to hear that she passed away on Friday. Mm. Yeah, just horrible. She was my first bridge partner, Karen Madaletti. We had a lot of history. But, I mean, so many bridge players throughout New Zealand knew Karen. She was always so cheerful, so helpful, such a hard worker, awesome all-round person. Avid yeah. supporter of the bridge zone. Yes, she was. She was. She was really good, really positive and encouraging about the bridge zone. She was great. She's been on the show. She has, yeah. Um, and our condolences go out to Kate. We're here for you, lovey. So for those that can go, Karen Martelletti's funeral will be at the Catholic Church in Matamata at 1 o'clock on Monday. Mm. And there's going to be a service at the Tauranga Bridge Club on the Wednesday at one thirty. for those that want to go along and pay a little tribute to Karen. Yeah. It was difficult because normally I text Barry when he's playing in, in sessions, but this weekend I didn't say a boo. I didn't want to talk to him because I knew that I'd raise how he was feeling with Karen. But they had an important date, and even Kate mentioned it too, didn't she? It was a really lovely sentiment that she had planned. Yeah, it was uh, I suppose a little bit funny, really. Kate didn't want to tell us this news because she thought it might distract us from yep. our bridge. I suppose Karen would have appreciated that too. Yeah. And But then, of course, I mean, hey, the Bridge World, its own little family, isn't it, Mariana? And of course, we didn't even make it halfway to Auckland before the phone started ringing telling us the news. And we sent a text off to Kate, and she rang immediately and said, It was silly of me. I should never realise that you were never ever going to not hear about it. Um, yeah, so just, just awful news, awful news, really. Um, yeah. I can't think of anything good about it to say. That's the. She was way too young. Well, that's the nature yeah. of those two, really, mm. thinking about others before themselves, and that's perfect. Like Kate thinking of you guys going into the tournament mm. before herself. It's sad. Well, we've got a couple of songs that we think are quite... Appropriate? Yeah, quite fitting. Like one time I was working here in the studio one morning. I was playing this song for some reason, and I can't remember even why I was playing it, and Barry walks into the studio and he goes what are you doing with that song? And I said, what do you mean? He said, I just heard that song on the weekend, but not that song. It was the tune. And I said, don't know what you're talking about, Barry. Again, I thought he was red rocks in his head. And he said, at Dallas's 60th birthday on the weekend, Kate and Karen came up with a song and it was to the tune of the music or the song that I was playing in the studio. How uncanny is that, though? <laughs> it was pretty bizarre. But so go. here's a little tidbit of that song. Train whistle blowing. 
So that's one little connection we have to Karen Martelletti. You guys did lessons together, didn't you? And then we did. I think it was back in 1988. And every time I talk oh, to Karen, we, we think we think we have an argument about whether it was 87 or it was 89. So I'm not prepared to discount the year either side of 88. But <laughs> I'm going for 88. So that was a long time ago. So we went to tournaments all over the place. We both fell in love with the game. Oh, I'm going to tell the story, even though maybe at the time it wasn't that funny. <laughs> <laughs> so Karen and I, had, we played in an intermediate tournament, Turangi. Must have been in the early, maybe 1990 or something. And we finished second. Pretty happy with second. And we got back to the Matamata Club, our home club. And they stood up and said, ah, Karen and Barry came second in the Turangi. Yep, as you do. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. And um, the first people come along to our table and said, oh, well done, well done, I came in second. And there was seven tables, I think, four boards a table. And uh, they took four top boards off us. And they moved on. <laughs> and the next people came along and said, oh, well done, well done for Turingi, you know. They took four more top boards of us and they moved on. The third people said, well done for Turingi. Oh, my goodness. Four more zeros, you know. <laughs> the next people come, well done, shut up. I don't want to hear well done anymore. I've had enough. I've had What'd enough of well done. <laughs> Once again, uh, memory's a bit hazy getting back there. I mean, it was it was 30 years ago. And I think I think it was twenty eight percent, Mariana. <laughs> I wouldn't be amazed if it was twenty seven. It was pretty bad. I think we, yeah, I think both of us never forgot that session. We still talk about it until um, really recently. And so you know how you remember the big ones. Twenty eight. Yep. That's pretty memorable, Mariana. <laughs> and you would have been feeling really great walking into the club saying, "Yeah, we, we did really, really well." <laughs> so we walked out this game. Just when you think you're doing okay, it kicks you in the butt. Well, talking about partnerships, my partner and I, we had a pretty good night at Hamilton last week. Oh, I want to hear about the blood. I know. I want to hear about the blood. All right. So my partner turned up on Wednesday. It's like, I haven't been feeling very well, Mariana. She said, I actually got blood noses. And I was like, really? She said, yeah, it was really, really bad. And it just wouldn't bloody stop. And it was so bad, they even called the ambulance. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And anyway... She found that she had enough energy to come to bridge and we had a blinder of the night. What did you score? 28? <laughs> no, because we're playing teams. So oh, yep, yep. the first one, I think we won 17-1 and that put us at table one. And then the next round, it was... You can't either. win 17-1, Mariana. It must oh, be 73. yeah. Again, Barry's so bad at mass, now it's rubbed off onto me. <laughs> So it was 17-3, and the next round it was 14-6. Six. Six. Yeah, they so have to add up to 20, Mariana. We're still Just at table t- one, yep. and we finished it. We're like, well, I'm pretty chuffed with that. It's a blooming good night. And I said, well, next week, I know what I have to do. We'll meet in the car park. I'll punch you in the nose. You can get another blood <laughs> nose. And we'll have another pearl. Well, we were sitting there in hysterics, and people were walking past wondering what we were laughing about. Well, that's it. If anybody... Sees me getting arrested next week for assault is because I punched her in the nose to get that blood flowing again. <laughs> so, what other funny things have happened in particular with your partnership with Karen? Remember, we're travelling home from a tournament one day, and you talk about all sorts of stuff when you when yep. you're doing long trips. And um, we started. I don't know how the subject came up. We were talking about the road markers, and but we were, you know, actually not on the same wavelength at all. <laughs> I thought we were talking about the 
road marker pegs on the side of the road, the red and white ones, you yep. know, that stand up. Yep. She thought we were talking about the cat's eyes in the middle of the road. Right. We started having this, and the conversation just got weirder and weirder as she was telling me how some, you know, some friend of hers had one in the middle of her driveway, and I thought, because she was talking cat's That's eyes, I, was, I thought that sounded pretty weird to me. And I said, and she said, oh, well, they could just run over it. And I said, Oh, I don't know about that. And she said, oh, yeah, they're made to run over. And I thought, it just got weirder and weirder, this conversation. And it went for like well over an hour before. And both of us were getting more and more frustrated with the other one <laughs> because they're obviously nuts. Right? <laughs> and then we finally realised that, uh, yeah, we were totally at cross purposes. <laughs> Look, there's so many funny things that happen with Karen, but, yeah, I think probably the 28% stands out. <laughs> Well, I remember the time when we were at the Spa Town teams in Te Araha and we were coming up for an anniversary and stands up at the front as I was chatterbox. <laughs> and I was talking away at the table and very quietly. And Of course. Of course. And Karen's at the front of the room and someone says, you know, something about some numbers and they read out a number and I was like, oh. That's mine. I think I won something. I was like, I like this tournament because I've won something already and I haven't even played a board yet. And then the next minute she calls out another number and I had no idea whose number that was. And then I see Barry stand up and I was like, uh-oh, what's going on here? So Karen <laughs> comes up and we both walk out and then they come out with a birthday cake and they all start singing happy birthday to the Bridge Zone, celebrating our first year anniversary so that's another thing old Martellini thinks of <laughs> so I was like oh drat got a cake though so I almost won something that's right somebody took a photo it looked like we were getting married <laughs> cutting the cake oh, there's just so so much about Karen that I'm sure there'll be lots of memories shared next week um, well, I know she was doing a almost like an extension class down at Wairiki and a couple of our club members were already enrolled to go into that. So it was very popular, those introductory lessons, oh, sorry, those improver lessons that she was taking. It's good to see that people like it. Obviously like her deliveries because she does the cruise ship thing as well. She hasn't recently. No. <laughs> cruise ships haven't been going that well. Yeah, but yes, they, they were really popular, those they cruises were. that she did. Yeah. yeah. She'd be just the ideal person for it. Mm. Really bubbly personality. She would run it. Everything would be done exactly right. That's how she rolled. Mm. And this is another little song that we think smacks back to her heritage. So have a listen. Yeah, Karen, very proud of her Italian heritage, Mariana. Cantare oh, oh, oh Let's fly Way up to the clouds Away from the maddening crowds We can sing in the glow Of a star that I know of Where lovers enjoy peace of mind Let us leave the confusion And all this illusion behind just like birds of a feather, a rainbow together we'll find. Volare, oh, e cantare, oh, oh, oh. No wonder my happy heart sings, your love has given me wings. Hey. 
penso che io sogno così non ritorne mai più mi dipinge con le mani e la faccia di blu poi d'improvviso tenido dal veretto rapito e incominciavo a volare nel cielo infinito volare So one of the great memories of Karen was that sort of a last minute thing where she ended up playing in the Waikato Bay's women's interprovincial team last year when Kate Terry's partner uh, pulled out at the last minute. So Kate and Karen played with the Gibbonses and of course came out winning the winning. women's section so what a what a great thing to remember Karen with yeah. and, and and well I remember that first sort of major thing that, that we won was Karen and I actually won an interprovincial title back when we were both intermediates back in the very early 90s I remember psyching once in the sort of <laughs> qualifying rounds with Karen what you do give you a little whack oh, well, she didn't know what was going on <laughs> which of course is the oh, whole point of a psych yeah, absolutely unfortunately she didn't have anything she didn't have anything to say. Fond memories. She had pretty good demeanour at the table, Karen. She didn't usually yeah, panic too much. I did some pretty terrible things over the years when we played together. She usually <laughs> coped all right. Yep, harder gold, that lady. You'll be missed. Sorely missed. Get your gumboots on. We're going down to the pond. Manamana. 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 What's this? It's Kermit's Bridge Tips with Pam Livingston. Good morning, Kermit. Howdy. You had a great weekend at the Zone Sevens. Oh, I really, really enjoyed it, and well done to your team as well. Yeah, it was a great event. Yeah, I can just imagine you, Pam, sitting there at your little table, all on your own opponent system card, and no distractions. You'd have been in bridge heaven. Yeah, it was Hermit Pam heaven. It was great. <laughs> 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 Nobody talking is fantastic. <laughs> we talked to our green mate, and I have to say thank you to the Australian team for a very pleasant match. Played in really good spirit, really nice. Just before we get on to your tip for the week, one question. They had that undo button there. We never had a single undo all weekend. Did you have that happen at all? We did. And it was interesting because my opponents were in their auction and I'd asked my opponent about something that they'd done that was set with hearts and then her partner bid four spades, which was kickback, so Roman key card, and she was talking to me and she passed and I passed and she said, oh my goodness, I didn't mean to do that can I have an undo? And I said, well, I'm not sure after I've passed what the story is. So we called the director, which is Murray, and we said, I, I said to him, you decide, Murray, I'm happy with whatever. And he says, oh, no, no, we'll let them undo. So that was fine. I mean, it was clearly she didn't mean to pass. And yep. I was talking to her at the time. Yep. Then getting back into the auction, she did it again. 
So, not she doesn't curse, but she gave the wrong response to Kika because she got kind Flustered. of confused yeah. by all that. Oh, God. So, she did that, and then she said, I want to undo again. And I said, well, let's get the director. <laughs> Murray, what do you think? I'm happy with whatever you decide. He said, no, let's undo. And, I mean... Well, who wants to get a good board that way anyway? Yeah, you know, yeah. so that was our undoing. We didn't have any. Normally, at the table, I wouldn't have been talking to her about the auction until yes. it had finished. Anyway, more important to our listeners is probably this week's tip. So my tip this week is about the fence. And it's a great little rule of thumb. If you are the only person that can keep a certain suit, then keep it. Discarding in defence is really hard, and it's quite hard to know what to keep. But if there's a suit and dummy, say four of them, and you're holding four of them, and are the only one that can stop that suit, you pretty much have to keep it. And the same goes if the clearer has shown another suit, or you've deduced that the clearer has a suit. They open a spade and it goes two clubs, two hearts, and they end up in four spades, and you're holding four hearts, well, you're the only one that can keep that suit. And you might have to let something else go that you're not sure that you're the only one to hold that suit that you know that you can keep. So you hold the one that you know you have to hold, and when you discard that other suit, you just say a little prayer to your pen, the party can hold that. You ain't got much choice because one's a known and one's an yep. unknown. It sounds so simple. Why would you not do that? Oh, oh because, <laughs> you know, sometimes the bridge gods give you all kinds of cards and you want to keep them all. That's right. You've got, cards. you've got 13 yep. cards and you have to play some of them. That's a real bummer, isn't yes. it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If we could just all hold on to all our cards till we needed them, yep. it'd be so much easier. <laughs> Wouldn't it? Thank you, Pam. Catch Kermit next week for another tip. See you. So Zone 7 matches are over and done. I did watch quite a bit. It was quite good. And you know what? I was talking to Nigella, so I raced around Saturday morning to do the little chores and bits and pieces that I had to do. I zoom home. It's about 5 to 1. I'm thinking, right. Nigella rings up and he goes, oi. And I was like, yeah, what are you doing? I said, I'm a bit busy. I've just got in and I'm about ready to watch the bridge. He says, oh, do you want to come down to the bridge club and help clean up? the bridge club's garage sale and I was like no <laughs> oh I said well what are you doing oh I'm having lunch I'm sorry I'm not coming down to the bridge club to help clean up someone else's mess so how did you find it to watch online Mariana there were no commentary by the sounds of it I particularly liked jumping from table from to table, table, to table. Okay. that was exciting you could see what this table's doing and then you flick and see what the others and because they weren't in the same contract they were it, playing different cards so, so the open team were playing different no no cards I mean that, yeah. like in the mix see what you were doing and then I'd flick and see what Blair and Liz are doing like interesting and I liked it it got a bit slow sometimes but you just did other things part of the reason for that was there were security issues and my understanding is they didn't broadcast any hand until both peers had played it I was disappointed about the number of people that watched. I actually thought it might have gone into the hundreds and between two countries, surely to goodness. Yeah, I think maybe the fact that it was on the Real Bridge platform, which is quite a good one, but I mean, people aren't familiar with it. I mean, if it had been on BBO, I, okay. I, think, I think you might have found there were more because people are just so used to using BBO yeah. and there's a lot of users, whereas Real Bridge doesn't have as many. So well done to the Open team, which beat a pretty hot Australian team. 
pretty yep. easily too, I have mm-hmm. to say. I think it was 50-something imps. Might have been more. And, of course, the women's team who absolutely smashed the Australian women's team. Nine imps down after the first stanza. And it was just absolutely one-way traffic after that. And I think they won by, I don't know, 100 and something imps. Right. It was lots. Yeah. It was absolutely lots. It was good play. Yeah, yeah. Julian Foster, you're probably listening. Where's your $2? Our bet was Barry was 4-1 to New Zealand. Julian was 3-2 to Australia. And, yes, Julian numbers were closer to the end result, but he just backed the wrong team. And I, of course, was a bit biased with choosing the New Zealand mixed over the Australian team. I still had the winners right. I'm claiming I said New Zealand was going to do best, and they duly did. So the the seniors and the youth didn't do so well, and the mixed did manage to get home. So three wins to two. Not too bad. I thought the youth did okay. They were always within a little bit, and then they'd get away, and then they'd claw back a little bit closer. Yeah, there was a big blowout at the end. But, I mean, they sort of got to within about 20 imps, and they were only a four-person team, a pretty good strong Australian team they were playing. I thought they did okay, really. Yeah, um, I did. The win looked a lot easier than it perhaps it actually was. And for the seniors, I watched a couple of games. I watched uh, Judge Julian Baylor play a couple. They were within range for a while, but yep. it just got away from them a little bit. Pretty strong Australian seniors team too, of course. So what's the next step for this? Yeah, I don't know <laughs> what they'll do now. There's a bit of a talk about it on Bridge Winners. I think they're talking about having some sort of similar zonal competition somewhere in Europe doing oh, okay. the using the real bridge platform. I know Julian saying it's a pity they didn't have some sort of Zoom facility or something so that after the matches were over, the, the teams could maybe socialise a little bit online. Would yeah. it be nice? I mean, the things that obviously you'd look at next time mm. was all a learning curve. Coming up next, we're heading off to the courthouse. Director, please. How can I help? Judge Julie presiding. Good morning, Judge Julie. How was your weekend? Oh, interesting. (laughs) You did better than we did, so congratulations. (laughs) The mixed team started off with a a roar and stayed ahead for the whole way through. Managed to cling on, but that was all. But more interesting, I suppose, was uh, how the online thing went. Judge Julie and I were both playing in the Zone 7 matches against Australia and it was interesting we all had our own little table with our laptop on and our opponent system card you know there was a bit of noise I noticed to start with Julie did you notice that I thought it was going to be horrendous we didn't play the first match we played the second and the third okay. and certainly on Saturday night there was a lot more noise but on Sunday it was way better I think yeah. people got used to it and voice volumes dropped. We all played different cards in each match, which was a bit of a shame, but we could hear a lot of people talking on the microphone, so it's just as well we weren't playing the same board. All of had problems all the way through. I agree. Yeah, that's right. It was good that you knew they weren't talking about the boards you were about to play. But, I mean, interesting, they had the undo button, Julie. (laughs) There was an undo (laughs) button. I called the director, because at the table, as with anything else, unintended bits... You call the director and the director determines whether it's unintended or a mistake. I did it once and my opponent asked for undo twice in one match. We were going really well that match. And so I called the director each time so that they could confirm about what they wanted me to do. I did note that when I asked for an undo that my opponents just gave me the undo. So I don't know what the etiquette was around that particularly. Well, I was there for the first match, and, and the, before we started, the director did announce that there was an undo button, and that you made a bid or play that was clearly bizarre or whatever, that, to call the director, and he would make a decision. That was, that was sort of at his discretion, was what I understood, but it sounds yep, to so me like... So, it would be a, a normal cup session or a, a tournament, yep. 
where you make an unintended bid. You call the director. The director comes and looks at your hand and determines whether you, in fact, made a mistake or whether you actually did have a complete brain lapse and you bid something completely unrelated to what your hand is. Yeah, probably the director should have something like an insanity level checker or something, (laughs) do you think? The level would rise as you got through the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) It probably did, but I heard that one of the open teams, somebody had about 10 undos in the space of about 64 boards. Wow, yeah, okay. (laughs) So I don't know quite how that worked. Yeah, it was certainly something different. I don't know about you, but we were just a few more nerves perhaps, just not because of the bridge, but because of how this was all going to pan out playing online. There are a few people that still haven't played online and I know from the questions people ask me that a change of media, so when you've got cards in your hand as opposed to them being written down on a bit of paper when they're a problem or like on a TV screen, computer screen, I'll get it right sooner or later, it's different and for whatever reason people have problems about the way that things work and it's really interesting because I have some people that go on like to BBO their cards are at the bottom of the screen and they're expecting that their East they should be on the side so they never know whose bit it is. So there are some really interesting problems that arise when you're using different media about the way your brain or you perceive what's going on until you adjust and some people find it really really difficult that difference is just really hard to overcome. Somebody else was talking about what you're allowed to write down. Obviously, you're sitting at your own little table. You've got whatever. You've got bits of paper all over people's system cards, and you've got score sheets, and you've got all sorts, and you've got a pen. And the question was, what are you allowed to write down? Not too sure I have much sympathy for that question because Mm. the rules of bridge are really clear. You're not allowed memory aids, so you're not allowed to write down the bidding. You can write down the contract in the opening lead. You're not meant to refer to that. Well, I had a team score sheet where I was keeping track of what was being done, writing down the contract and the score, so I could look at it myself later on when I was talking with Patrick with the hands. But we do that at any level of the game, whether we're behind screens or whether we're at the club or at a tournament. But you're not allowed other things there. You're allowed your opponent's system card to refer to. It seems so pretty, I don't think there's much difficulty there. Clear, I think it's really it? quite simple. When we arrived, I had my book of the system and a memory stick because if there's a problem with system or something that comes up, then I could give it to the director to see. So I asked Alan, who was our non-playing captain, about whether he would look after it so I didn't have it at the table. Mm. Right, So there's no issue about me having something I shouldn't have. But there were people looking in all the rooms where everybody was playing and they would have been able to see that you were doing something inappropriate if you were. Somebody turned up without a computer at all, which must must have been interesting over in Australia. There were a few little glitches, but other than that, it did seem to go quite smoothly. I think a few improvements could happen if it was to happen again. Team members were apart from each other, and you couldn't see your part and absolutely not your partner's screen. And we were spread around the room with a lot of extension cords so we could plug everything in. Julian Foster, NPC, suggested there could be some sort of Zoom thing where perhaps afterwards you could socialise with the other team. I think they're always going to hit the problem with Online Bridge that we prefer face-to-face to a very large degree, and maybe that will change with generations and age, obviously, mm. but there are certainly um, people that have great difficulty with online that make it uh, harder to do. 
Thank you, Julie. Hopefully that's of interest to listeners. Even You might never have to play on one of these things. Who knows? Maybe one day you will. Thank you, Julie. Okay, bye, okay. bye. All right, well, that's it from us. Take care, everybody. Bye for now. The Bridge Zone, sending all their aroha to the Mataliti and Terry Fano. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.